And just a lot of runners have, have, have issues with this band. Nickelback? Well, uh, yeah, it could be Nickelback. Um, Matchbox 20? Yeah, I think I think those are all ones that I think... Coldplay? Runner- have you heard of any of these? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have heard of, heard of cold. Is that where you kind of put ice on after you run? Coldplay. It's kind of a play. You make sure yeah, it's cold. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Your, your knee swelling, you do a cold play. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jessica Winter, and I'm a big-ass runner coming to you from sunny San Diego. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here are your badass hosts, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Pritt. Well, thank you, Jessica. Stephen, she called us badasses. I know. I feel kind of like, thank you. I mean, I don't think I've ever been called that before. And, no. And clearly she has not seen us run. She's not seen us run, but she did a great job with the Open. Yeah, Jessica, sincerely, that was awesome. I was telling Jeff, maybe I, you should record my voicemail or something like that. I, it was so cool. Shout out to her. And we just want to point out, too, that she serves in our military. Jessica, thank you for serving uh, in our armed services. Yeah, 15 years in the Navy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for your service. Much respect to you, Jessica. Well, I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Pritt. And this is Stephen, episode number 13. Yeah, and I think that fits really well in. Scary number 13. Scary episode. And it's the last one for October as well. Is it? I don't know about October very well. Yeah, well, it's it's our it's our special Halloween episode if we had one. Ooh, yes, it is. We do have <laughs> a very scary story coming up. Yes. You'll have to wait for that. But before we get to that, Stephen, we have a scary, a little bit of a scary tale, you think, from the trail? It's a scary cautionary tale from the trail. It's more about what maybe not to do. Yeah. You know, a lot of these podcasts talk about things and advice. You know, anybody can give good advice. I think people learning from our bad experiences that are scary will really, really help our listeners. Yeah, they'll resonate with this. Back by popular demand, we have a segment that we've been doing called Tales from the Trails. And many of you guys have been listening, uh, have heard that we've been talking about you know, food, aid station, kind of preparing for races. We actually have back with us, Scott. We welcomed him back. We welcomed him back. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> After last week, he was actually great last week. It really was. Scott, that was that was actually really good. We wanted to bring him back because you guys have a tale from the trail about just the proper way to, to nourish your bodies and to really get ready and yeah. the extent of research that you guys do for, for finding the right food. And so last year, we've talked about a race that we've done a lot called Bandera. It's one of the toughest races in Texas. It's a qualifier for Western states. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we choose to run it and really in the back of the pack. You guys ran that this year. I wasn't able to, to run because I was out, out of town. You guys had a story, though, about some some pre, pre-race pre nutrition. And I'd love to hear about that a little bit. Yeah, we do have a story, Stephen. Now, this is about a month before Rocky Raccoon. We okay. told that story last week. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is Bandera. We had done it the year before, and we did the full 50K, but I think Scott and I both decided, because we're doing Rocky Raccoon, that we're going to do the 25K this time. Yeah, it was going to be a trainer, wasn't it? For, yeah, a trainer. That's for what For the was. Rocky Raccoon. It was a training run. Yes. It's still 25 kilometers. It's still a long way. Yeah. That's still 16, 17 miles, depending on the if you have a Garmin or a Santo. <laughs> <laughs> If you have an Apple Watch, it's 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 five it's miles. Like five miles, oh, right? Yeah, I don't know how to right. count over there at Apple. Ten thousand right. steps. Yeah, a couple of important things to note. So one is Scott and I are both free sweaters. Oh yeah, sweat a lot. Salt is pouring out of my. Oh my gosh, pores. pouring so much. In fact, so I think Scott, you discovered 
and, and we did have this on our bottom. He did. Scott pointed this out earlier. We mm-hmm. did have pickles on the bottom five of it our. Did it which hurt. was hurt you deeply? It did right in your soul. It did because Scott early on discovered the pickle at the aid station as a way to get some salt back in your body. Salt back into my body. I even gone so far as to take mustard packages. Oh, that's right. Put them in my mouth because I cramp so bad. It's yeah, who somewhere told us between about eighteen that? to twenty miles. I don't know. I read it on something. Some elite I, athlete. I remember that because one race you and I were running a little bit in the middle and yep. you popped open a mustard packages. <laughs> and I thought I he's, got having, like he's, gonna the, have, he's having a hot dog. Yeah, like, like the local Dairy Queen had a bunch of mustard packages. Like, where did you get a hot dog in the middle of the race? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Sounds just, great. I'm stopping and having a meal. Oh, I want a corn dog now all of a sudden. What's going on? So supposedly it stops cramping. Mustard does. Mustard does. So right. it shocks your body out of cramping. Interesting. It shocks my body. That's oh, for yeah, sure. It's because it's like, where's the hot dog? Where's, where's <laughs> the freaking hot dog? That's why it's shocked. It's teasing. <laughs> Such a tease. Such a tease. So that's important to note is that Scott and I both sweat a lot. Mm-hmm. And this, while this race is in January, it still can get pretty warm in Texas. So we're, we're thinking about that. The other thing to note is we don't do the best job of preparing our pre-race meal or nutrition until the night before we're like, oh, you know what? We probably should get some stuff. (laughs) And in Bandera, the only thing open is the Quickie Mart. It's like this gas station that's got, you know, gas station type of produce and items and stuff middle of nowhere produce let's 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 <laughs> yeah. just, let's put that in a big air quotes that, that was not the right word produce yeah <laughs> it's got more quick like, picks yeah there you go yeah just quick picks little little things little things yeah you little know you need twizzlers yeah. or a slurpee so we, <laughs> yeah those those pre-race meals <laughs> Boy, all the typical things you, you read about in runner's world yeah that's true yeah twinkies that's true. Yeah, yeah exactly we go to the quickie mart and we're purveying the options before us yeah browsing the aisles and what is this like 10 o'clock at night yeah yeah we wait <laughs> <laughs> we're the only ones at the quickie mart <laughs> i'm not sure what we were thinking other than the the person working Someone, behind the bulletproof glass yeah. the, there weren't any other like trail runners with you guys kind of looking for the uh you know the, no they were all in bed probably <laughs> yeah yeah Someone was filling up their their truck, and I think someone else was doing a scratch off card, and we were buying stuff for our race. Yeah, okay. So we're looking through there, and we we you know we see some powdered donuts. Always a great choice for post race. Usually, sometimes we'll do pre race actually, but you know mainly for post. Must have probably had an assortment of protein bars. Yep. And you know I don't know what else we 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 thought to get, but then all of a sudden, towards the end of one aisle, we see them. Oh, do we ever? We <laughs> see them. It's. Pickles in a bag. Big Papa. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're like, look at this. There's pickles in a bag full right there, of juice. Right there for the taking. For like a dollar twenty-four. A dollar twenty-four. But that kind of price, I mean, how could you possibly how, go wrong? Couldn't exactly couldn't go wrong. So Scott gets the big papa. Yep, the big papa. I get the jumbo dill. They're both delicious looking in the bags, full of juices that's bathing in their own water. Bathing in their own water, it's going to provide mm-hmm. us salt and mm-hmm. all kinds of non-cramping essentials. So we get them. Oh, yeah. This sounds like a great idea. It's a phenomenal idea. I don't even think we even said anything. We just kind of looked at each other and said, yeah. Of course, we're going to get these. So we grab those along with a couple of protein bars and some powdered donuts, We, you know, all those things. And so we, we take those and then we go home and get a good night's sleep. Yeah, slept well. Get up the next morning, Stephen. And, you know, we're on the 25K. So the 50K goes first. Right. They're going to do the full, what's, what's nice about Bandera, it's a full 50K loop. It's hard, but it's a full full loop. 25K goes out and kind of cuts around and does you know part of the loop. 
So Scott and I, it's, it's actually pretty chilly that morning, I mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, it's in the 20s. Timmy Time takes off. Scott's sister, Beth, Beth also yep. is running it. So we we see them off. We're yep. clapping. Yeah, hey, good go, job. Good job go. We're like, okay, we got about, we got about an hour to kill. Yeah, about 45 minutes to an hour. So we're in Scott's truck, and we're sitting in there in the warmth of, of your uh, Ford. It was Timmy Time's truck. It was Timmy Time's truck. We experienced the warmth of the Ford F-150. Yes, the and heater like, on. It's probably time to you know get their nutrition going. Yeah, get the pickle out. Get the oh, and so <laughs> it was time. It was time to it's get time the for pickle. Big Papa. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I think our intent was to eat a, a small portion, just a couple bites. Yeah, because we wanted to get enough salt, Stephen, to help us with cramping later in the race. So this was more for not necessarily energy, but just like pre-staying away from cramps. Staying yeah. away from cramps. We, we, we carbo-loaded with other things like the protein bars. I think I might have probably had a couple of powdered donuts. Uh, right. We're like, hey, we need to stave off these cramps. So let's let's eat a little bit of this Big Papa. Yeah, it looks like an IV bag. I mean, so it it's, it's, like it's got bag. this nice little pickle in there. So you so you had the jumbo dill and you had the big papa. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember trying not to spill, you know, because it's got it's in a bag of juice. It's right. fantastic. There's no straw like you not know, like a Capri Sun you could stick <laughs> oh, in that there. Actually is a good idea. That'd Ooh. have been a great idea. Because it's just floating around that water and it's hard to get right. you know, yeah. get it wrangled up. So we start, you know, we, we start enjoying the, the the pickles, and before too long, I look over and I see Scott. He's eaten three fourths of this pickle. <laughs> yeah, at least at least three fourths to two thirds. Yes. Yes. And yes. I look at my own, and I've eaten the same amount. It was so, it was so delicious. And we just quietly ate. I don't it, think we said much. No, <laughs> it was delicious. Two guys enjoying two guys in an F one fifty enjoying their pickles. Yeah, so these things are delicious though, right? And we're thinking, hey, it's going to really help with the cramping and all that sort of thing. Now, I told the story a few episodes ago about the orange beacon of light. My body had changed by this point, so I go. The pickle sort of said, "Hey, Jeff, I think it's time to go do a little pregame." release if you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. you were just renting it yes i was renting the the pickle and so i go off and and have that great experience i'm ready to go right scott i think you said hey i think my body's kind of done yeah i had uh i had that beforehand and so i had kind of gotten done with that yeah and so the pickle actually was sitting great my stomach felt good i felt good i'm like hey you got the juice you know juices in my juice we drank the juice yeah so I'm ready. I'm actually feeling quite good. It's like an aid station before you even started running. I a mean, pre-aid station. Yeah, it's yeah. nutritionally sound, you know, advice so far. Yeah, fantastic. Didn't have an Oreo. I know that much. That's true. No, no yeah. Oreos. No Oreos. Mm-mm. No pumpkin spice around. That's no. for sure. Oh, do not talk about the pumpkin spice. So we take off, and Scott's faster than I am, and I, I'm fine with that. You yeah. know, I'm a, I'm a Clydesdale. He's more of a stallion. No, I don't know about that. But well, yeah. you're, you're pretty I, fast. I head up the hill. <laughs> Scott and Steven and Tim are all pretty fast, pretty close to being... Tim always pulls off towards the end. He kind of poses. because he prances. Yeah. He, he prances. A, he does have he a prance. He bounces down the trail. He does have a prance. There's no doubt about that. So Scott's off. He's gone. I don't see him, which is great. You know, I'm fine. I'm running run my own race. Yep. You know, I'm, I just want to get the 20... It's a training run. Yeah, it's a training run. So about... Scott, what mile was this, do you think? It, I, it was... It was pretty early in the race. It was about three to three and a half mile mark because yeah. we were just coming over. We came over the hill. We're going downhill. And then we're going through the woods. 
So for Steven's benefit, that's about a 5K, Steven. Right. Yeah, yep. he's about that's 5K. That's true. Yeah. He's about okay, 5K. thank you. I was confused because <laughs> I'm, I'm over in the kilometers He's now. a kilometer guy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We don't like to talk about it. So about yeah, three and a half miles in, I'm going. Here's my biggest fear, by the way. I didn't say this part. It's not, this is not rational. <laughs> but my biggest fear is that somehow Timmy time is going to run the entire 50K and pass me doing the 25K. Mathematically impossible. Right. Except for some reason, that was my biggest fear. I think it's more for the fact that you're going to hear about it, not necessarily that it happened, right. is probably where the fear is coming from. Right. Because amongst us guys, you know, we like to yes. give each other a hard time. We do like to give each other a hard time. And I'm running along yeah. without music. Thank We've you. Established. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. We, hearing the sounds mm. of our my fellow runners, my fellow Clydesdales, we're ha- I'm clomping along the trail, having a good old time, and all of a sudden I hear this. Hefe! And I'm thinking, dang it, Baser caught me. (laughs) It's ridiculous because he couldn't even have gone that part of the course because I'm on mile three and he would have had to loop me and kept going. Right. But that's what I'm thinking. Ah, Baser caught me. And now it's Scott. I'm like, Scott, he's way up in front of me. And then I went, oh, Oh. the pickle. Yep. Big so, Papa. The curse of Big Papa came back. What, <laughs> what lesson did Big Papa teach Big you? Big Papa. Big Papa taught me that I should not eat so much of Big Papa before I run a race. <laughs> so what happened? Because here's the here's the setting of Bandera. It's a, it's a rocky trail. It is. It's a lot of shrub. It's winter. It's winter. There's no big trees. There's no... I mean, it's a lot of uh, thorns and, and cacti. And mm-hmm. and how many aid stations are there at mile three? Uh, none. Right. None. I kind of made my own aid station. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so Scott had... Big Papa came a calling. Yep. So my posture got really good and my stride got really short. Uh oh. And the feeling of where do I go? Uh oh. Came over me. And was that red bandana that you always wear? Was was that not a good color? Not a good color. Not right. a good color. See, you wear red during hunting season so people can see you. Right. Right. Oh. Orange and red. Right. Yeah, okay. So sense. you can see. So right. you don't blend in with nature. Okay. Right. So I'm on the single track trail. There are people in front of me and <laughs> it behind me. It is a single me. track. That's right. Yep. And I'm looking left and right everywhere I can because I know that aid station. Is too far away right. to take we care of. We know Big all Papa. about that. No trees. Yep. No trees. So I just decide to peel off one time, and I peel off, and I'm running through the mesquites as fast as I can, <laughs> trying to get to the first cedar tree I can get to. <laughs> and the whole time, I have this red bandana on, <laughs> and I can hear people, and they're not really saying, "Hey, what's that guy doing?" They're just talking. I'm thinking they're talking about me. I know right. they're talking about right. me. So I I take the bandana off and. <laughs> Proceed to uh, be one with nature for a bit. And did you find a spot you felt comfortable with, or you just like? Oh no, there was yeah. no. It, it found me. Oh, oh okay, that it, makes it sense. found me. Yeah. yeah. Were you concerned about like rattlesnakes or anything at this point? Like, have you ever seen? Well, Dumb and Dumber came up, right? Marcy oh, Bavers, yeah. Bazer's favorite movies, That's Dumb right. and Dumber. So there's that scene, the toilet there. scene, the toilet scene, oh, and then yeah. there's the other scene in. Something of the Bride. What's that movie with oh, the brides? Yeah, no, um, Bridesmaids. Okay, so there's that scene then in Bridesmaids. Yeah, where she's got the wedding where dress. Where she's got the wedding dress on. She goes out of the store and she doesn't quite make it. She's middle in the middle of the, of the street. street. So that was oh. me in the middle of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing bridesmaids. Scott's wearing a dress. He's uh, yep. squatting. With the red bandana uh, now in my hand. Yeah, right. yeah. Clutched yeah. in his fist. Yep, so this, Jeff's just 
going along. I watch him yeah. pass me while I'm in the woods. Oh, you see me? I saw you. I saw you pass me on the well, lower part of the trail. Here's the good news for you. I did not see you. That's good. Yeah, I don't think see, I, I did well. You. You I did just, well. You got to hold very still. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to do. Hold still. Do not move. <laughs> so at this point in time, Big Poppy is now. Out of the picture. He Let's was just, rented, uh, too. Right. He was big rented. Poppy. He's now Big Poppy. Big Poppy. Big Pop has other other purposes. Here's the thing about Big Poppy. Doesn't like to overstay his welcome. No. Right. Yeah. No. In, in and out. Very polite. In and out. Yeah. <laughs> he did his duty. <laughs> and, you, and, and then you did yours. <laughs> and I did mine. Right. 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 So how did you feel after that, Scott? I felt great. Yeah. yeah, after I got done with that, got back on the trail and, you know, pretended nothing happened and got got back uh, running. Uh, I got you, I don't know, I passed you around five miles, something like that. Yep, passed me around five miles. I hear, Hefe! yep. I'm like, oh, crap, it's Baser. It's yep. Timmy time. I look back, oh, it's Scott. And then I looked at him, I went, the pickle. Yep, and I put my hands up and just went, yes. yes. <laughs> you celebrated. I felt such relief. We we had a kindred bond at that point. We had both experienced Big Poppy. We did. You guys ways. passed each other and just knowing eyes saw There's that. A, you kind of just knew that connection. We had a story uh, and no uh, one else did. Did. Right. Until now. Right. And, and oh. <laughs> we've we've oh, let it yes. out of the bag. It's, it's, <laughs> literally. I do have one quick question. <laughs> did the bandana make it make it out? Oh, yeah. The bandana uh, okay, is still good. with me. All right. Good. Yeah, All right. That bandana sure. will be with me I on every if, run. if it had been with Big Poppy or not. So, so. No, no. I found some other items good okay i was gonna ask you is there any residual effects so to speak it you know i was a little sore at the end of the race yeah (laughs) yeah a little little sore for those that understand what that means yes Yes. but i ran a great race i felt good and you did run a good race i I did very well yeah i ran a very good 25k i think there's some really good lessons to be learned there and i think you know for nutritional advice you can't go wrong with quickie mart i mean there's plenty of (laughs) options you really can't you you can't you can't go wrong i mean there's something for everybody there Get a scratch off card and a big poppy Right. Pass the big poppy. Pass the big poppy. Do not stop and go. That's yeah. the kind of lottery you don't want to win. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and with that, there's another tale from the trail. Well, Stephen, one of the things we've been doing in October is sharing some scary stories. Two weeks ago, we had Ashley sharing her scary story about getting caught on top of the mountain. Yeah, and then last week, we actually had our story with a stampede of death. Yes, oh my gosh, the horses that wanted to run us right over. Yeah, maybe there weren't 15, maybe it was more like four or five, but it still it seemed felt like, like 20 a, to me. Yeah, it, it really was. And so, Jeff, this week, we're wrapping up our series on that, and this one really is, I think, legitimately scary, at least it really was for us. I can honestly say this was the most scared I've ever been on a trail. And it was just so odd too. You know, it's just bizarre. Sometimes you think about things and it's like, that will never happen. And it's like, sure enough. Sure enough, it did. Well, buckle up. Here is our scary story. So, Stephen, I think to set up the scene, we need to tell the listeners a little bit about the time of day, the environment that we're in. Some of those details, are, I think, are super important. Just like we've kind of happened to talk about a lot, Jeff and I do a lot of training together, and we we usually kind of just run separately, you know, most of the time during the week and on the weekends together and do some of our longer runs. This one was more in the wintertime. 
and there is a trail that's by our our area and part of it just a short part of it's paved it's by a, a big community park so it, it kind of you park at this gas station you kind of go into this park and it's kind of by like an old creek and then once you keep on going it gets into kind of like crushed granite and then you can go for a long ways like what is it probably like another i think it's a 10 mile trail or ten, yeah is that right or five five because five each way yeah five ten each total way. Yep. so exactly so we were getting ready to do a long run. Jeff, it was the winter time. It's cold outside. Yep. And many of you guys know too, when it's you gotta get up early to get some of your runs in, it's still pretty, pretty dark. It was pitch black, as I remember. Yeah. And I think we actually had to wear our headlamps, you know, that time. And that's kind of weird if you've never run at nighttime or use a headlamp. There's some adjustments, right? It's just you you, you have to look down a little bit more. You gotta be careful. And if I remember correctly, Jeff, this this time it was pretty cold and then it was was really foggy, wasn't it? It was foggy. And that just added to the creepiness. I'll add a little bit about this park. You park at a gas station and you walk down a hill Mm -hmm. into this kind of plateau area. And it's just, it's by a creek. It's kind of creepy anyway. Yeah. And there's woods all surrounding it. It's wooded. And then there's the lake that you run around. And that's kind of creepy too, because there's things popping out every once in a while. Yeah. And then there's this big creek that goes through the middle of it so you you're you're cold it's dark and then you're hearing the noise of the creek and then the wind and there's all of these trees around so and then you know it's like when you're in the woods you hear stuff and it's like well is that a squirrel is it the creek is it just wind or is it something that's going to kill me right exactly <laughs> not sure yeah exactly if you were to write a script jeff for maybe like a horror movie yep. i think this <laughs> this, this morning, was the setting this literally was the setting of it and you know normally when you're running you don't think twice and i think what was really interesting about this is this was right at the very beginning so it's like you're just getting started you're just getting your legs warmed up i don't know about you guys but usually when i'm running the cold it takes a mile before I feel like I'm not just plopping my legs. They feel like cement. I got to get warmed up. You know, it's it's running tight weather. You're all kind of bundled up. Your breathing's not right. So you're not really thinking about a whole lot of stuff other than just getting warm. And I remember because of the fog, the headlamps bounced off the fog and creating sort of this glow. And so you couldn't really see farther than maybe just a few feet in front of you. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty wet. It's that effect where it's just brighter. It's like having your high beams on when you're driving, but right in front of you. Yep. So we know it's dark. We're very familiar with the area, but to your point, you can't see more than a couple feet in front of you. Yep. So we're kind of creeped out anyway. Yeah. If you, if there was a sound, soundtrack going on it would probably sound like this a little jason you know maybe friday the 13th yeah feeling i feel like this was a little bit after halloween so maybe we had that in our mind anyway so there was just a little bit of a creepiness going on in addition to the weather the temperature you're running at nighttime the headlamps you're just already at unease your body's already tense because it's cold and you're not warmed up yet i think all roads and leads to this is just a weird run to start off with and i think the other thing to point out is there's no one around yeah there's no other runners this isn't a highly frequent running area for runners it's more of a park right and this is 
early. I mean, like yeah, early, I think early. Five thirty a.m. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think the lamps had come on for the street. I think we were no. supposed to be turning them on for the yeah. city. So yeah, they left it at dusk. <laughs> there was there was nothing on whatsoever. I mean, yeah. 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 So nobody out there. This this park leads to a trail that runs around this lake, and so we we don't expect to see anybody. Right. And then Stephen, all of a sudden, we hear it. Okay, well, it wasn't actually that, but it was this. What the flip is that? If it weren't bad enough just to hear some noise, the fact that you heard it correctly, what do you hear when you hear horror movies and ghosts? It's chains. You hear yes, chains exactly. It's it's always chains. And so, what do we hear right in the setting? Rattling chains. Let's, let's play it one more time because I think you just gotta get you gotta get the feeling that we had. Here's what we heard. Now, if that's not creepy, <laughs> I don't know what is because it's hard to explain. Right. So imagine this. So you have that feeling. You're already kind of creeped out. You're tense. You can't see anything. And then all of a sudden you hear that noise. So at this point in time, Jeff and I are like, okay, this is legitimately weird. But it gets even scarier after that. So we start hearing this. And again, our headlamps are on. I can see Jeff. He can see me. And that's the extent of it. Yep. But we have no earthly idea where this is coming from. And we're looking at each other like, did you hear that? Did I, I hear that? And then when it's just repeating over and over and over again then it got really creepy and we couldn't figure out in our minds what what is the sound other than someone's going to kill us yeah (laughs) that's the only thing we could think of we think it's not a ghost no no because you know maybe not where are these chains coming from right we're searching frantically. We're trying to get our run. We don't really know where this is coming from. We just hear it. So we don't know. Is it in front of us? Is it to the side of us? Is it behind us? And honestly, I didn't know how close it was or not. Knowing that you can't see well, knowing that where it's coming and that noise is just getting louder and louder. And I think Jeff, to me too, it's like anything else. The fact that there was just that repetition, that the synchronization and the repetitiveness of it one was like, oh, okay, it's no big deal. Let's keep yeah. on going. What was that? I don't know. Let's keep going. Yeah, exactly. You could just pass it off, right? Yep. This one, you could not pass it off. It was perfectly in sync. And getting louder. And getting louder. So we finally look around, and off in the distance, we see this kind of silhouette. It's really hard to see. I'm not so sure I want to turn off my headlamp because it's the only marker that we're actually alive. That's right. <laughs> and it's not pointing up. We haven't fallen down or we haven't been, you know, taken away anywhere. We but we see a we see a shape. Yeah, we see this shape and it again, it's it's a form. We can't really make it out. It's it's this form. It's it's a shadow, but it's a deeper, richer looking shadow than just what we're seeing against like moon, moonlight or whatever light was out there. There's this person to this day, Jeff. I don't know if it was male, female. No, I did no idea. We really, seriously, have no idea. Yeah, I, all we could make out was a silhouette. There's this person. We'll say Freddie. <laughs> 
<laughs> or Jason. <laughs> or Jason. <laughs> and they are just hitting this this chain just over and over again. And what we realized in that moment that we had forgotten was there is a Frisbee golf course yeah. in this park. Yeah. And each of the frisbee, if you don't don't know much about frisbee golf, the holes are basically a pole and a big basket with chains connected, right, to let you know if you've hit the hole or not. Right, exactly. So we realized that, but that didn't make it any better. Well, because the one thing I know about frisbee golf, and I don't know a lot, <laughs> is you usually play when there's light. You play it during the daytime. Yeah, when you can actually see. You play it with people. Yes. You don't play it at 5.30 in the morning in the fog, in the pitch black, and he had he or she had no lights. Yeah. It's pitch dark. You you could not, you, you probably could have literally run right into them and never have seen them. Like, yeah. they were probably could have been, I mean, I mean, without exaggerating, they probably could have been three feet from us, and we would have never known except for the creepy chain noise. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. So we, I remember we looked at each other and I, I remember that, the, you know how the hair stands up on the back of your neck? It legitimately did. Both of us. Both of us just like, oh my gosh, that's a person yeah. throwing a Frisbee into this basket over and over in the pitch black, 5.30 a.m. What the heck is going on? And you know what was really creepy for me is that person that silhouette, they didn't move. No, it wasn't like didn't they didn't recognize were, us? Yeah, it, it, they didn't, like if there was a head turn or like, oh, excuse me, or I just wanted to hear what it's, I mean, there was no rhyme, or, but they were so still. Yeah. It's, it was creepy still. Yeah. Like, you know, like weird, creepy, psycho still. Still where you can't explain. Right. Why, why are you so still? Right. <laughs> so bizarre. Are you breathing? We know you are because you're hitting these chains repetitively over and over and over again. And not a head turn, nothing. So legitimately, I don't get scared that often. But this one, like to your point, Jeff, the hair on my back stood up and I, I was just like, this is one of those things like we talked about the other week, like, okay, are we going to, I don't want to die today. <laughs> yeah. Like the, like, like the guy with the mountain lion, I don't want to die today. And it was just one of those things you couldn't explain it. Right. Like you said, it made the hair stand up on your neck and you're just like, I'm not sure what I should do right now. Right. And as runners, it's not like you're carrying around a, a sword or a gun or a rock or a stick. I mean, we got our garments and that's about it. I'm going to throw my Garmin. I mean, it did save me from a dog one time, that's true. but I mean, what is it going to tell me how fast I was like, and shoes are soft. That's like, you know, hitting somebody with a marshmallow. This was generally, so I think you and I just decided, you know what, this is a good time to see what our 400 meter dash time is. <laughs> I just remember we just, we didn't know what else to do, but keep going right past this thing person maybe it was a ghost it could have been a ghost i don't know we to this day honestly i do not know i don't know if it was a guy girl if it was what it, what it was but yeah. freddie or jason was ultra creepy so we book it i mean we yeah. book it i and i remember like <laughs> almost having a sore neck because we just kept on going because the only hope was either to outrun it or to find some place where there was, you know, like a lamppost or something, a parking light, just something so we could actually see what it was or see if it was coming at us. So we're running as fast as we can, but kind of looking over our shoulder, you know, and I'm not an owl, so I can't turn my neck around. So we're like halfway 
try not to run into something, but also trying to see where this thing is. Is this thing chasing us? Is it chasing us? And do we hear some kind of... Is there a chainsaw about to start up? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was so scary. Legitimately, probably the scariest running experience I've had just because of how bizarre it was. It was so psycho bizarre weird. Yes. Because there's no explanation to your point. Well, I think, Stephen, to wrap this up, it made us realize, I thought, you know, as scary as that was, had I not been out there with you, with, you know, another person, I think I might have had a heart attack. Who knows? I would have freaked out. Yeah. I, I, I definitely feel like when you're when you're running with somebody, not only is it good for conversation, it's good to talk about things and you know pace each other, push each other, but just even for, for safety and protection, it's just super important. For so, camaraderie too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shared stories like we have. Right, and we've got a lot of them. With the psycho frisbee thrower. So lesson is, do not run in a frisbee park early in the morning <laughs> because you never know who's going to be out there. And that, Stephen, is the third of our series on Scary Stories. Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos. And I think today, Stephen, we're going out to the West Coast. We are. And we have a new follower just recently to the big ass running community, which we formally call as the herd. The herd. The herd. And we want to give a shout out to Timothy J.A. Bell, number two on Instagram. Um, We ran into him and he started listening to the podcast. What I love about JT is he is a former Texan, went to North Carolina and now is in Oregon. And oh, cool. I am more than slightly jealous. He's new to Oregon, but he is discovering some of the amazing trails out there in the Portland area. It's a and beautiful area. It really is. I mean, if you guys have never run out there, you totally should have an opportunity to. It is absolutely gorgeous. They have like ferns and leaves bigger than my what? face. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> they have things called trees, Jeff. I don't know. We don't you can have hide those. behind them to do your business. That's right. Like we learned from Scotty's story. So TJ, we just want to say thanks for the follow we hope you're enjoying the trails out there in Oregon and keep up the hard work way to go TJ You know, a big part of trail running is music. We like to talk about music on the show quite a bit. Yeah, and I've come to learn that a lot of people actually like it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do like it. We like it a lot. Steven's learning. You guys have heard some of our segments with Timmy Time, but we do talk about music a lot on the show. We're going to talk about a band today that is causing some problems. Yeah, this is even a band that I know about, believe it or not. (laughs) Shocking. Yeah, and I happen to know firsthand that a lot of runners really don't like this band. It's always something that's that's out there and just a lot of runners have have, have issues with this band. Nickelback? Well, uh, yeah, it could be Nickelback. Um, Matchbox 20? Yeah, I think I think those are all ones that I think... Coldplay? Runners- have you heard of any of these? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have heard of, heard of cold. Is that where you kind of put ice on after you run? Coldplay. It's kind of a play. You make sure yeah, it's cold. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Your, your knee swelling, you, you do a cold play. Right. Is there a hot play or like... If, there, if you want there to be. Yeah. No, I, I don't know those bands, Jeff, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but this this band, I, I think all runners unanimously probably just 
dislike. Okay, and what's this band called? This is the IT band. Jeff. Oh, I see uh, what you did there. Yeah, so I see what you did there. We have a segment we like to call Stephen's new ass stuff. Oh, okay. So you got something new? I have something new. Jeff. Shocking! I know. That is a shocking revelation, people. And Jeff, you know that I hate keeping up on the, all the latest gear and stuff, <laughs> it's, but it's a burden that you bear. It is a burden. It is a service. You know, some people serve in other ways, and I serve <laughs> by spending my money. Yep. Hopefully my wife's not listening. Um, uh, yeah. She is. But whoops, whoops. And, and really try to help out. So we have a segment called Stephen's New Ass Stuff, and we want to talk about something that will help you get over your hate of the infamous IT band. IT band. What is it, Stephen? Tell us about it. All right. Well, this week, Jeff, we actually have something that is called the Theragun Mini. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of things have been coming up in the last, I don't know, two or three years. And and it's these portable, I don't know what the word is uh, that they're called, but they're like portable massagers that you can get. And and one brand is called Theragun. I think now they're called Therabody. Whoa, yeah, and, from a gun to a body. Yes, exactly. I wow. think it's, it's it's probably better. These things are really amazing, and again, they're not cheap. Surprisingly, Jeff, I don't know if you remember, but I had one of the first ones. Yeah, I'm shocked. Uh, yeah, I can't so, believe it. So it was one of these ones where you you turn it on, and the one I had was it was probably akin to like a a, a portable <laughs> a drill. It looks like one of those things. But when you turn this thing on, it sounded like a jackhammer. Yeah, it was really loud. A jackhammer in your your hamstrings. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like it's breaking it apart. And so these devices usually are you know battery powered, and they have a, a little tip that's usually like a softer mid grade foam tip to them. Yep. And you turn it on, and this thing comes back and forth really really fast at a rapid pace. And then you can you can apply it to you know your your hip, your IT band, your quad and stuff. So I had one, uh, one of the original ones, and I liked it. But the problem is, it was so stinking loud. Well, and it's also very expensive, aren't they? They are very expensive. Yeah, and so I sold mine on uh, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. Oh, that's a good that's a good place to sell stuff. Yeah, it was, and I, it was good. I mean, it, I didn't get all my money back, but I got some. But I got enough back to buy something new. Oh boy! Yep. So recycle. What, so what we want to talk about today is actually called the Theragun Mini, and this is a new improved version of of this. It's kind of a go to pocket size, and it really helps improve the the quality of your muscle and and the treatment. And I have no idea how it does that. I'm not a scientist. Like, by a, any like a little massage gun, right? Yeah, it's like a little massage gun. Yeah, and, and you can angle it. It looks like a guitar pick. If you could kind of imagine that, like okay. a like a triangle that actually has you know rounded corners, it's rechargeable. But what I love about this, Jeff, if it fits right in the palm of your hand, so you can turn it on. There's different three different speeds, and then that good old IT band. I don't know about you. I don't stretch before I run. Uh, I don't stretch very much at all. It's like terrible. That, it's like that thing where you go to the dentist and they ask you, "Have you been flossing?" You're like, "Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, sure, I, I have." I always say, "Well, you should know. You were there the last time I floss." <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I feel about stretching. Yeah, I just don't do it. But this thing, right before a run, especially a race or right afterwards. Sometimes I'll just go home and turn that little sucker on and it's so quiet and then it just goes out there and goes back and forth and you can just 
rubbing up and down your leg, your knee, your back, your shoulder. And this thing is so quiet. It, it just does a really good job, especially all kidding aside on the IT band, which is so important. Having that loose and, and flexible for, for running is really, really good. And, and you and I have tried other alternatives before, right? We did stretch lab mm-hmm. and stretch zone. Yeah. Places that you go and they'll actually stretch you, which was great, except it's pretty expensive. Yeah. And they kind of strap you down to this. Yeah. It's almost a little bit of torture. Yeah. If you've seen some of those things from like maybe like medieval times. Yeah. Not the restaurant, but the actual, <laughs> you know, historical era. Yeah. It seems like they're kind of stretching you out. And it was great, but it, to your point, it's, it's, it's kind of pricey. And I also feel like it doesn't last that long I, I think stretching is not something like oh did it today good for a week right you know, like you, it's something you got to stay after and i feel like something like this i think a lot of people probably are familiar with the theragun the, the big one right but when you showed me this the other day i had never seen this mini version and to me it makes a lot of sense just how portable it is and how quiet it is i think the other thing all kidding aside jeff is i know i have a propensity to I know shockingly buy buy things, but I think the technology, the quietness of it, and then also the price has come down way way bit. So, so what, what does this one retail at? So it's still a little expensive. It, it's it's one ninety nine, but I do think in terms of stretching and and you know prevention and and just making sure that you're you've got the right IT band, you know, being stretched out in the right way. I th- I think it's it's kind of worth it. So and it's much cheaper than going to those. Stretch places. Yeah, as well. I think it was four. You would you would go to the stretch lab four times, and you would pay for the Theragun Mini. Yeah, exactly. So now you know it's pretty much paid for itself, and we like it so much that Richard, our friend that we mentioned before in the podcast, bought one. I know some other people that we we've had. Um, we had Kristen, our friend, on a couple of weeks ago, and she bought some for her cross country team. Oh, so, right. that's yeah. cool. Yeah, well, not for them, but you yeah, know, for the team and stuff. Well, so. clearly we're sponsored by them, aren't we? For Theragun, absolutely yeah. not. No, yeah. we're no. not sponsored. <laughs> right by them, we just you just like the product. And I think that's one of the things, uh, Stephen, we want this podcast to be is when, when you discover things you think are good for you know the everyday runner, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll share those things. And this is one of them. Yeah. And it's, and uh, again, it's, it's something that we actually own and we use and we recommend it. Again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a, a sports therapist or those kind of things. I probably need one, but uh, <laughs> anyway, we really like this. It does a really good job. And I personally have seen a difference of just feeling more flexible and that kind of stuff. Will you post this to the Instagram highlight reel? I will do that and we'll put it in our highlights and uh, take a look at it and see if you like it. Well, there you go. There's Steven's new ass stuff, the Theragun Mini. What's the website? It is theragun.com. There you go. Well, Stephen, believe it or not, that is episode 13. Our scariest episode ever, I Jeff. think so. We survived. We did survive it. I wasn't sure we would, but we did. We survived the episode and the, the crazy um, frisbee golfer. The scary frisbee golfer, the scary band, the IT band. The IT band, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, we really hope that you guys enjoy the podcast. Uh, we love doing it. And uh, again, you know, make sure you check it out. Tell your friends. Tell your family. 
tell anybody you want to. Tell we, all the people. We actually have a, a few followers even posted some stuff on, on the podcast who aren't even runners. Yeah. <laughs> that, that just love listening to it. And they're not just our moms, you know? Yeah. So they're uh, not really even related to us. Right. Exactly. It's crazy. So anyway, we, we hope that you guys enjoy it. And, and again, part of the podcast is just that we want to encourage you. We hope it brings a smile to you and that you feel like you're a part of the community. Something that I think we all could use a little bit more of right now. Absolutely. So Jeff, before we go, we wanted to mention one thing that's really important to us. And, and that is uh, many of you guys may or may not know, but we are actually on Strava. So beyond just you and I being on Strava, there actually is a big ass runner a running group on Strava. And we have over 50 people that have already joined. We've only over 50, ever, five, zero? Five, zero. Nice. And we've got people from all over the world, literally who are joining that. So if you're looking for some encouragement, um, and you just want to see what other people are doing and see different routes and where people are running. Maybe there's somebody in your area. We've, I've met a couple people that are here in the Dallas area, never knew before. Uh, we would encourage you to do that. So if you're not familiar with it, look it up on Strava. You can also find the link in our bio. And uh, we encourage you and would want you guys to come join the, the Big Ass Running um, Club on Strava. Well, with that, Stephen, that is wrapping up episode number 13. All right. Well, listen, guys, good job. Keep on doing what you're doing out there. We certainly are thankful for all the people that listen to the podcast and are part of the herd. So until then, get out there, enjoy the trails. And keep running your asses off.